Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and literally around the world. This is another show with your boy right here. Hopefully, one of your favorite deplorable brothers checking in with you today on this TGIM. Yes, we've got to be thankful, friends. I know, I know, I know. There's so many reasons why we should uh, just feel frustrated, feel anxious, feel like what the heck are we doing and what is going on, and yet... Even still, we have to find ways that we can be thankful every single day. So hopefully for this next half an hour or so, you will just uh, choose to enjoy your time with me. Enjoy as I cover the news, news that is trustworthy, news that is non-leaning liberal, non-biased news, news that the president himself even just retweeted. Yes, he's retweeted my videos before, but uh, he's never tweeted one of my articles and yesterday, if you saw, and I posted about it, he retweeted four of my articles. Oh my goodness, I was uh, giddy to be, to put it lightly, I just moved literally all this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I was moving. We got uh, into our new place, got my, my studio all set up so I could make sure that I could bring you the news today. So it was in the middle of that move while I'm literally in a U-Haul. We moved about 90 minutes away, we're still in Texas, but... Um, it was in the middle of that move that I that a friend texted me and said, "Oh my goodness, the president just retweeted you four times." So you know what? In a uh, take joy in that. All of you should take joy in that. All of you should take pride and and honor in that because it's because of you that I do this show. It's because of you and your desire to hear the the truth of what's really going on in our news cycles. Uh, it's because of you and your support that I'm even here. Uh, for the president to even see me or have retweeted me. So thank you to all of you for your continued support for me and everything that I'm doing to bring you the news. And I'm going to cover some news today. I'm going to cover the articles that the president retweeted. And I'm going to cover some more. Uh, we got Joe Biden in the hot seat again. It seems like there is just now a plethora. Uh, literally, the floodgates have swung open of women that are accusing Biden of sexual misconduct and they have, they have cooperation. They have individuals that are saying this person's telling the truth. I, I hear the door shutting. Is this why Obama said, Joe, don't do it? It probably was more of his uh, son's dealings with Ukraine and China. But the fact that all these women are coming forward and the fact that Nancy Pelosi herself said about Bre uh, Judge Justice Brett Kavanaugh, uh, take a lie detector test. You should see what Nancy had to say about Brett. And we all know what she's saying about Joe. She just recently came out and endorsed him last week. So I've got some news to cover, but let's get into and then out of this, this whole Wuhan, the virus, the pandemic. Let's at least get off of the, let's get through this topic and this discussion on whether or not this virus actually originated in Wuhan, the 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 Wuhan Virology Lab that asked for funding, that got funding, and then wanted individuals to be able to help work on coronavirus. And then now we're supposed to believe, oh, it didn't originate from the lab? You know, I've got inside contacts that say that they don't even sell bat soup at those meat markets that, uh, that where the virus supposedly was supposed to originate from. So that really makes you wonder. But let's cover it right here. Let's cover it right here with... Uh, with the virus and look at how the mainstream media is treating this. And then I've got an article that the president didn't retweet, but I've still got an article that uh, on what I believe and what the president has mentioned that he's going to do that we should all know about and be hearing about very, very soon to corroborate the fact that every single one of us should not deny that this came from Wuhan, China and the lab there in Wuhan. 
China has a history of infecting the world. At worst, we're funding people who we knew had problems handling pathogens who then birthed a monster virus onto the world. The NIH gives this $3.7 million grant to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. They then advertise that they need coronavirus researchers. Following that, coronavirus erupts in Wuhan. The Obama administration gave them a grant of $3.7 million. We will end that grant very quickly. President Trump and his allies pushing an unsubstantiated theory that the coronavirus escaped from a lab in Wuhan, China. You know the head of that level four virology lab. Do you think she is being entirely honest when she says confidently and with certitude that the virus was not from a bat in her lab? To my mind, it's, you know, it's, it's not a possibility. There is no evidence that, um, that this virus was produced in a laboratory. President Trump is pushing a conspiracy theory again that coronavirus began in a lab in China. Have you seen anything that gives you high confidence that it originated in that Wuhan lab? Martha, there's enormous evidence that that's where this began. Uh, we've said from the beginning that this was uh, a virus that originated in Wuhan, China. We took a lot of grief for that uh, from the outset, but I think the whole world can see now there is a significant amount of evidence that this came from that laboratory in Wuhan. Put together very well by my good friend, Congressman Matt Gates, Representative Matt Gates. Uh, you know, it, it's un unbelievable that the left continues to deny the fact that it came from Wuhan, uh, that they try to say that it was a conspiracy theory that the president was touting. Friends, if this doesn't tell you anything about the mainstream media, the way that they've handled this pandemic, the way that they're causing, literally, I had to drop off my U-Haul, one of them. I've had two different trucks, but I had to drop off my U-Haul truck today, uh, this morning, literally, and I... I was reaching towards this gentleman that was helping me to show him something on my phone, and he jumped back. He was like, "Man, the virus—you gotta be—you can't stay back, stay back." I was shocked. Uh, but there are people that are going to a very extreme lengths to try to make sure that they don't come in contact with this thing. And the jury is still out in my book. The jury is still out on whether this thing really, truly has the pandemic level that that the media has given it. I don't think that it does. I'm gonna be interviewing, if you guys saw the interview, the uh, the two doctors, Dr. Dan uh, and the other doctor that that, uh, that shared their uh, research from all the testing that they've done in Kern County, I'm gonna be interviewing him this week. That will drop on my podcast. If you're not already subscribed to my podcast, search David J. Harris Jr. and subscribe to that. I've got a lot of amazing one-on-one -on -one interviews, just had one drop with uh, David Benham just had one drop with Isaiah Washington the second time I got to interview him. And I just had one drop today, yesterday or today, again, it's been a blur, a blur the last few days, with Representative Vernon Jones of Georgia, the black American Democrat that boldly came out to show and share his support for Donald Trump. We got into the weeds of a whole lot of things. You're not going to want to miss listening to that podcast. So again, after the show, make sure you subscribe to the David uh, David J. Harris Jr. show. You got to have that J in there. So while there's no question in, in my book, and there shouldn't be in the in the eyes of the American people that this originated from the Wuhan Virology Lab, uh, while China, Communist China, tried to say, oh, no, it came from bat soup. That was the narrative that the, the mainstream media was pushing. Don't you? And don't you think that every single American 
and person around the world. I mean, the world's been impacted by this. Don't you think we deserve to know the truth? And don't you think an investigation is worthy? I mean, we haven't dealt with anything like this for at least a hundred years and nothing in modern, in the, in the modern scope of today. We absolutely should want an investigation into what happened, how it happened and why it happened. And wouldn't you believe that the Speaker of the House, the Democrats, uh, Nancy Pelosi, the, the champion for the Democrats, wouldn't you believe she doesn't want to have anything to do with it? Yes, Nancy Pelosi blocked an investigation into the origins of the virus and tax money to Wuhan laboratory. Rep guy, uh, Russian Thaler, appeared on Breitbart News on Saturday on the Patriot Channel to discuss money that was funneled through a New York company to the Wuhan lab in Wuhan, China, where the intelligence community believes the current pandemic started. The money that flowed to the lab from the American taxpayer amounted to, from American taxpayers, amounted to $3.7 million. Russian Thaler says that Pelosi and the Democrats are not interested in finding out what culpability communist China has in the worldwide pandemic. Why do you think that is? I think they're, they're, I think they're wanting to hide a little bit more than what's going on behind this pandemic. He says they just want to use an investigation to try to harm President Trump politically. And he's right. The House has become a clown show under the Democrats. Some say it is hard to figure out where the interests of the far left party belong. I disagree. Friends, I think it completely uh, their allegiance is to illegal aliens, uh, legal immigrants, communist governments and gourmet ice cream. And the Americans are last in that order. It's pretty disgusting when a, a leading politician would choose for any reason whatsoever to deny the American people the opportunity to know the truth and find out the facts. Yet that is exactly what your Democrat leader, Nancy Pelosi, is doing. Uh, I think it's pretty disgusting, yet are, are, we, are we really surprised at this point? We shouldn't be. They just continue to show what their true intentions are. And it's not anything for truth or for us, the American people, uh, to have any of the facts to be able to make our own decision. They want the mainstream media to continue to give us our own facts. Well, Joe Biden is in the hot seat again, friends. Latest Biden accuser has six witnesses. One, two, three, four, five, six. The accusers that Joe Biden once said we must believe did not have any witnesses. But the latest two Biden accusers have seven and six witnesses each. But the liberals would have us believe that Christine Blasey Ford, who had zero evidence is credible and Biden's accusers with evidence are not. The world is turned upside down when you're a Democrat. The very latest accuser was just 14 years old when Joe Biden allegedly harassed him by saying that uh, apparently arrested him by saying that she was very well endowed for a 14 year old uh, that he said that. But the most important thing is that she has a witness. Uh, six of them so far, to be exact. She told two of them, a friend of mine and her brother uh, saw about it, uh, saw it about the time that it happened, and four more a couple years later after the incident. Eva Murray is now 26 years old, and she says that Biden sexually harassed her by commenting on her breasts. Do we really put it past Biden? I mean, we've seen how often he's smelling hair. He, you know, when I don't know you, if you don't know me or my family or my kids or my daughters, don't come up and sniff their hair. I don't care if you're a politician. I don't care if you're on stage. I don't care if you're the president of the United States. And I've never seen the president do that. And I've been around the president several times on several occasions. I've never seen him 
just willfully go up and I've never seen them ever sniff somebody's hair, caress a girl's face or a kid's face, yet there's hours and of clips. There's tons of clips of Biden doing that exact same thing. It's pretty disgusting. I think Nancy needs to be reminded of exactly how harsh she was on Justice Brett Kavanaugh. I think that Nancy needs to turn around and use this exact same reasoning for Joe. If he doesn't have anything to hide, Judge Kavanaugh should subject himself to a lie detector test just the way Dr. Ford did. She had a lie detector test, she, she passed it. Why doesn't he subject himself to one? Exactly, Joe. There you go. There's your answer. Straight from Nancy. Why don't you subject yourself to a lie detector test? I don't know that he could pass anything actually right now in his mental state, but you know what? If it's good for the goose, it's got to be good for you as well. The way that they came after Brett Kavanaugh before he became the amazing SCOTUS that he is, is absolutely disgusting and disturbing. Yet, again, if you find a silver lining in anything, even in the horrible, even in the absolute dis disgusting, for them to see, for us to see how they treated Brett Kavanaugh and now to see how they are sticking up for their beloved Joe Biden tells you exactly what we need to know about who they are and who they really care about and what they care about. They don't care about the truth. As long as the truth uh, is is something that's going to make them look, look bad, then they don't want it. They don't want the truth and they don't want us to ha have the truth either. But it is pretty disgusting. Well, apparently... The, uh, the DNC, it should come as no surprise, they're basically touting the same horn. The DNC rejects call to investigate Biden's sexual assault allegations. Plural, we, gotta, we, can't, we can't forget that. Mainstream Democrats, former Obama officials, and allies within the women's rights movement are making a transparent push to maneuver past the controversy over the sexual assault allegations plaguing the presumptive Democrat nominee Joe Biden. After a long-awaited denial of former Senate staff member Tara Reid's claims for the first time on the record, the Democrat National Committee additionally responded Saturday to a New York Times nudge to save face for an inquiry into the allegation, telling Fox News it was an absurd suggestion on its face. House Speaker Pelosi went all in for Christine Blasey Ford allegations against Brett Kavanaugh. We just covered that. Even though she provided zero corroborating evidence and couldn't even remember the date that the alleged assault happened, it sent a clear message that she was satisfied with Biden's scripted denial. I'm, I'm surprised he didn't have his wife speak for him. He just very well may. Uh, he, he absolutely may just wind up having his wife speak for him. Now, here's the absolutely disgusting thing, friends. While the left and the mainstream media completely just shredded Brett Kavanaugh while he was uh, nominated for SCOTUS. This is what they then do to the women that we're supposed to believe. Believe all women. Joe Biden even said, believe all women. He even pushed policy uh, in schools to say, if a, if a man's accused, you need to take that woman at her word. This is what they've done to Tara Reid. She was supposed to make an appearance on Fox. She canceled it, fearing for her life. She's getting death threats. Yeah, that's what Democrats do. If they don't like you, uh, you should see the, the, some of the messages and mail that I've gotten since the president retweeted me yesterday. Oh, I get some of the nastiest things. Do, do we conservatives do that? I know I don't do that. I, I don't believe that's a conservative thing to do. It's a liberal thing to do, go after somebody. So for Tara Reid to have to cancel her 
uh, interview with Fox over death threats is absolutely disgusting. The accuser of former VP and Democrat Party presumptive nominee Joe Biden of sexual assault allegedly canceled a scheduled interview with Fox on Sunday. Former Biden staffer Tara Reid, who accused Joe Biden, we know all this, she reportedly canceled a scheduled interview with Fox News Sunday's Chris Wallace, which was supposed to be recorded sometime on Friday and aired during his show yesterday. We've never confirmed the interview or the New York Times story, and we don't provide details on the booking process, a Fox News representative told Atlantic staffer. Tara Reid abruptly canceled the interview she was scheduled to record on Friday afternoon with Chris Wallace uh, to air Sunday morning. Reid told Fox on Friday sometime after Joe Biden's interview with Morning Mika. It's just absolutely disgusting how the left treats anybody that has, has cooperating proof, has valid proof of her allegations. It's absolutely disgusting what they'll do to a person. They'll pit them in a corner and they'll just basically, they'll berate them. And after my interview with Liz Crokin, sharing that somebody killed her dog because she was trying to expose pedophiles. It's, it's just, it seems like it's, it's more, it's par for the course. It just seems to continue to expose how truly disturbing the Democrat party is, the liberal mainstream media is. You almost don't put anything past them. I think Joe is about done. I, I really do think Joe is, he's going to have to step down. He's going to have to just withdraw his name, say, I'm out, I'm done. And if he doesn't, good. I think the American people know, and we're going to make sure that our voices are heard come November 3rd. Well, here is, uh, here's Joe. Could you imagine this man right here from this clip? I'm going to show you. Could you imagine him as the president of the United States saying something like this? Joe, over 600,000 dead. Many of them are people who are those 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 workers, those nurses, the doctors, some of them, because they have put themselves in a position to save other people's lives, protect the rest of society. And we talk about that number like 600 plus thousand people. There's each 60, and every 60, one of them. 60,000. Yeah, 60,000. 60. 60,000. Oh my goodness. Talk about quite the blunder. From 60 to 600,000, Joe, uh, Joe uh, at least morning Joe there, was was kind enough to correct him. I almost thought he was going to let it go. I almost thought, you know what? He's probably thinking this is really good for ratings. We're going to really get people that are going to want to hear what this, what this man has to say. And then he realized, wait a minute, this is the presumptive nominee for the Democrat Party for President of the United States. No, we can't have him saying 600,000 people have died. We can't have him doing that. But could you imagine him as the president of the United States giving any address whatsoever and having the, the, all of the American people watching, waiting, listening to him, hoping that he's telling the truth, that he's remembering his facts straight, that he's not totally just blabbering and losing it and mixing up. It just, it's just really sad. It really is. It's sad. I don't understand why his family's putting him through it. I don't understand. I understand why the DNC is putting him through it because they could care less. But for his own family to allow him to continue this charade is just, it's ludicrous to me. It's really, it's really careless. It really lacks empathy.
and that's his own family. Pretty sad to say. Well, I, I covered this over the weekend, but I got to show you. This this mayor, my one of my friends, a whole lot of people were saying some pretty uh, rude things about this woman, Mayor Lightfoot out of Chicago. But what would she expect from literally saying that she's going to throw your butts in jail if you don't comply with her order? to self-isolate and practice social distancing. What do, you, what do you say to this? We will cite you, and if we need to, we will arrest you, and we will take you to jail, period. There should be nothing unambiguous about that. Don't make us treat you like a criminal, but if you act like a criminal and you violate the law and you refuse to do what is necessary to save lives in the city in the middle of a pandemic, we will take you to jail, period. Wow. Well, aren't they releasing criminals? <laughs> aren't they letting people out of jail? Some even hard criminals, some even that have committed violent acts, and now we literally have Democrats talking about arresting us? I really, I really truly believe that this is going to all bite these Democrat politicians right in the buttocks. I really do, because it's showing Americans what they're willing to do with the powers that they've been granted by us, the people, by their own constituents. I think these these laws, these mandates that they're pushing on their on their citizens in their area, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. If you can go to a Walmart, if you can go to a Target, if you can go to some of these grocery stores and practice social distancing, why can't you do that at some of the smaller businesses as well? They are absolutely crushing and killing small businesses. And why can't, if grown adults want to get together and have a party, why can't it be up to them to be able to practice that social distancing in their homes or with friends? Leave it up to them. But to say that you're going to take people to jail? You must be smoking something. Yet she's not. It's exactly what she's doing. And it seems to be par for the course for these Democrats, as this clip right here of uh, Governor Whitmer, Whitmer shares, it's, this one is pretty disturbing because I was on an interview. I actually did a phone interview with a few of the individuals. Uh, they called themselves the Freedom Angels. They were over in California where Governor Newsom uh, basically sick the police on them, the SWAT team on them. They showed up in full garb ready to treat them worse than they were treating Antifa. I've never seen them come after Antifa like that or do anything to Antifa. And yet these are just American citizens that are tired of the state of California being shut down. My own home city of Redding, California is shut down. It's way up north. It's about two and a half hours north of Sacramento. And the businesses are shut down. The Everything's shut down. My daughter's still there. She can't work. Uh, I've got a lot of friends that can't work. The churches are closed. And there's hardly any cases in a town of 150,000 people in the surrounding areas, Reading and the surrounding areas. There's there's less than a, a dozen. And yet again, how many of those cases are people that had compromised immune systems? Yet they shut the, Gavin Newsom shut the whole state down. It is absolutely ridiculous what he's doing, but he's doing it. He's a Democrat. He's showing what he will, will what he's willing to do with the powers that you, California, have granted him. These ladies shared how they were uh, handcuffed, zip-tied. One of them was actually thrown into the basement. She said she landed on her face. 
They said they were wearing skirts. They said the police didn't care, picked them up, spread eagle. There's people all over the place. The ladies are saying, I'm wearing a skirt. They're like, you should have thought of that before you came down here. Just absolutely disgusting and disturbing. Not all the police. Let me be, let me be very clear. Not all the police were acting like this. Some of them, especially the, uh, uh, the highway patrol, they did not want to comply with what Governor Newsom's issues had come down. His issues came down through the Capitol Police, and then the rest were there to help enforce it. There's a split that's taking place in law enforcement. It really starts to make me think about, you know, one of the worst periods of time, I think globally, was obviously Nazi Germany. And for so many people in power to willingly send human beings to gas chambers, where did that transition happen? Because they really thought they were doing it for the betterment of others? Isn't that eerily very similar to what we're seeing take place right now? Because of, to, to benefit others, and so you're not a danger to, your, to, your, to others, we've gotta control you, and if you're gonna be out of control, again, in Nazi Germany, they just, the whole goal was to eliminate. How close are we teetering to that right now in America? Well, I think the, what, what Governor Whitmer says right here, the way that she correlates, the president has been amazing to say, liberate. He's tweeted, liberate, liberate Georgia, liberate Michigan. Uh, he's, he's tweeted out liberate, and it's, it's, a, it's a call to Americans of all backgrounds and all political beliefs. In California, there were Democrats and Republicans that were there protesting the shutdown. It's not a partisan issue. We need to get the economy back to work. People need to get back to work. It's not a partisan issue. This is riling up so many Democrats and independents to say, you know what? I, I, I'm thankful for what the president is doing. I'm thankful for the actions that he's taking. And he is leaving it up to the governors. The governors are exposing exactly what they're all about. And again, in California, I'm actually going to have those ladies on my podcast later this week. It was Democrats, independents, and conservatives alike. I'm sure it's the same. Uh, I'm sure it's the same here. But listen to how they try to immediately turn everybody that shows up for this protest for Governor Whitmer and her state lockdown. They immediately want to target and label all of them racists. Political rallies. Or, or tweets, for that matter. We have to keep doing the right thing, the next right thing. These protests came after President Trump uh, tweeted, uh, liberate Michigan. He tweeted, quote, the governor of Michigan should give a little, put out the fire. Uh, it, he said that these are very good people uh, about the protesters um, that were featured in the video, to which the executive director of the Jewish Democratic Council of America Haley uh, Sofer, who's from Lansing, Michigan, she compared those comments to President Trump referring uh, to those marching alongside neo-Nazis in Charlottesville as very fine people. I is that how you see these protesters in, in that vein, in that extreme? Well, some of the outrageousness of what happened at our Capitol this week, um, you know, depicted some of the worst racism and, and awful parts of our history in this country. You know, the Confederate flags and nooses, the um, swastika. Really? So a whole bunch of people were walking around with nooses and swastikas? 
Uh, I don't think so. I find that really very hard to believe. Yet, here is your Democrat governor, Michigan, basically labeling everybody that came out to protest the lockdown as racists, bigots, equating you to Nazis. Or really equating you to the Democrat militia arm known as the KKK. Yeah, they hung blacks and whites that didn't obey. It's a pretty disturbing thing that we're witnessing here. And I appreciate the president's tone on allowing these governors to make them call and call the shots. You know, I don't know at what point it's gonna it's gonna reach where. Here's one thing I got to tell you. You know what these what these governors would love? They would love to absolutely see riots. They would. We cannot give it to them. We absolutely cannot give it to them. We have to know and believe that it's gonna get better. That we will get through this, and we'll have the opportunity to vote out these politicians that do not have our best interests in mind this year. Hope most of them this year will be able to get rid of them. And hopefully that course correction will be something that will last in America for a very long time because I truly believe the stain that is currently taking place right now in our country, what all Americans are going through on, on both sides and independence, it's not going to be forgotten very easily. It's not going to be forgotten very, very uh, soon. This will truly be, we're, li we're literally in a historic moment right now. This will truly be something that Democrats, that independents, that conservatives tell their kids and grandkids. Why is it that you support conservative values, mama or grandpa? Well, you know, there was a time back in 2020 when a when a pandemic hit over a virus and the way that these governors these democrat governors handled the pandemic it proved to me i can hear it right now democrats and independents specifically it proved to me what these democrat politicians are really all about and they're not they're not for america therefore their party over America, therefore illegals over America, and therefore fear and control over America. That's, that's, that's what happened in 2020. And that's why I've never voted Democrat again since. I can just hear it, can't you hear it? I can hear grandmas and grandpas telling the story about this very year and how these Democrats all over the country are handling this pandemic and refusing to allow Mer Americans, their own constituents, the opportunity to go back to work. It's gonna happen. Oregon has followed suit. We know how leftist liberal driven Oregon is. Well, they've decided to close the state until July 6th. Forget May, forget June. They're gonna jump all the way to July 6th. On Friday, Oregon Governor Kate Brown signed an executive order to bankrupt the state, extend the emergency declaration is what they're calling it. It's really, I think, about bankrupting the state because then they're gonna ask for a federal bailout and keep the state closed until July 6th. On July 7th, she will demand that President Trump bail her state out. And on the 8th, the mass evictions and, re and repossessions will take place. This means that people must stay home in their houses for at least the next two months if you cannot work from home you just have to apply for as many credit cards as you possibly can to help you make ends meet 
The virus must really be bad in Oregon. You would think, but you'd be wrong. Oregon ranks 40th, 40th in virus cases. They have just had 104 deaths by the virus out of a population of 4 million. But if it was not about Brown grabbing power, she could have extended the state of emergency just 30 days and then reevaluated at that time. By extending it 60 days, she does not have to evaluate it in 30 days. So if the numbers are way down, she has another 30 days without having to explain her decision. Oregon, I'm really sorry. I'm feeling for you, but you elected your governor. Yes, you did. All right, I'm going to get over to these retweets because this absolutely had to be just the highlight of uh, a day, the year. I mean, one retweet's great. Two is amazing. Retweeting a video is amazing. But I have a team of writers and researchers that work really hard to bring you the truth, to bring you news that you can count on, that you can believe, and that you can trust is triple verified before we put it out. No, we don't have to write retractions and put things at the very bottom of other articles and say, oh, we got that wrong. Uh, You're not going to see that here. You haven't seen that here. And we're going to work really hard to make sure that you never see that here. So to see the president of the United States of America, the greatest president we've ever had, a man that was called and positioned specifically for this time, this very hour, not even just November 3rd, not even just the coming election, but even this very hour to deal with this pandemic, to see the president of the United States retweet these articles. Here, I'm on his I'm on his uh, Twitter page, if you didn't see it. Don, Donald J. Trump retweeted, little old me and my team, huge shout out to my team. States will have to give up sanctuary policies to receive bailout money. You know, I think there's some validity to the fact the president is retweeting an article about him. (laughs) You know he had to read it and say, man, I like this. This is good stuff. So he retweeted that. So let's, uh, let's, uh, let's look at that article right here. Let's look at that article. The fact that the president is saying, yes, this sounds good to me. President Trump has expressed the fact that he didn't think taxpayers should be stuck with the bill for poorly run states. Do you think we should be stuck with the bill? For states like Oregon that want to bankrupt their state and then want a federal bailout of our taxpayer dollars? I don't think so. Most of which are controlled by Democrats. We've covered that. Many states want money for their underfunded pensions. Oh, yeah. What do these pension funds have to do with the virus? Disease that must not be named is what we have to put in print because uh, the powers that be are really, they don't want anybody talking about anything that has to do with the virus. They see this as a way to stick taxpayers for a system that was unworkable from the very beginning. Now, President Trump is willing to help bail out states, but he says if he does, if he does, those states will have to alter their sanctuary policy for illegal aliens. That means states won't get the money, at least least not states with Democratic majorities. Here's what Trump said. The problem within with the states is we're not looking to recover 25 years of bad management and to give them money that they lost. That's unfair to other states. Now, if it's COVID related, now here's where it gets tricky because they're saying everything is COVID related. If it's COVID related, I guess we can talk about it, but we want to, we'd want certain things also, including sanctuary city adjustments because we just have so many people in sanctuary cities, which I don't think 
uh, are even popular, even by radical leftists. I really think radical leftists are, are waking up to that um, because what's happening is people are being protected that shouldn't be protected and a lot of bad things are happening. The president is absolutely right. He retweeted that article. All right, let's look at the next one. Let's see the next article he retweeted. What is he agreeing with me on? What is he agreeing with this news on? Ooh, a storm is coming. You see that right there? A storm is coming. Donald J. Trump retweeted that. I think he believes that there's a storm coming as well. Let's take a look at that article. John Durham expands his investigative team as he ramps up Spygate probe. I know we've been waiting. We've been itching. We've been waiting. We've been wanting. But the fact the president retweeted this article, I think, speaks volumes. You know what else that speaks volumes to me? I'm just going to throw this out there. The fact that the president has, what does he have? I believe he's got 76 million. I'm going to scroll all the way to the top. It's just from yesterday. 79.4 million followers on Twitter. 79 million followers on Twitter. And I'm just going to show you something. Let me get back. Sorry if that's making you dizzy. I'll slow down. There we go. Sorry if that's making you dizzy. 79 million followers on Twitter. And yet this article has 1,700 shares. It, it, the, he's being shadow banned on Twitter. Without a doubt, he's being shadow banned. Uh, the, the numbers for my website yesterday went through the roof, but they only went up by not even quite 100%. I'm not, again, I'm not saying anything. It's amazing. I love the, 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 uh, the, exp the expansion, the reach. Uh, the new voices, the, the new eyeballs, the new listeners and readers that are on my site. This is purely to tell you that's one thing I picked up on is there's absolutely no way that somebody with 79 million followers can share something and only a couple thousand people see it. So AG Barr's handpicked prosecuting investigator of Obama's Spygate scandal is now adding more investigators, which means uh, which must mean that he has found something major and needs additional help in bringing it to light. The president retweeted this. Investigative reporter John Solomon says he knows several of those who have testified before the grand jury, and it includes several FBI agents. There's a lot of good people, individuals in our FBI that are really disheartened and disgusted at how the FBI treated with Mueller, treated our president, the entire coup, coup all of it. Also, some from other parts of the intelligence community. Solomon believes that the first indictment will be Kevin Klein-Smith, who altered an email to hide exculpatory evidence in the Carter Page investigation in order to implicate him as a Russian agent, even though Page worked with the CIA to bring Russians to court for various crimes. The president retweeted that. He read it. He must have loved it. The investigation is key, uh, is keying on the intelligence community and their attempts to shape a narrative of rushing russian interference where none exists the question i have is will durham indict some of the wrongdoers immediately or will he wait and issue all the indictments at once that, that must mean the president knows what's going on he he's agreeing with that let's see what the next one was oh adam schiff <laughs> what are we talking about with adam schiff here adam schiff hides important transcripts from the American people. Yep, from me and you. President Trump retweeted this. Let's check it out together. You probably hopefully already read it, but Adam Schiff has hidden has hidden Russia transcripts despite unanimous vote to release them. He's hiding them. He doesn't want the American people, you or I to see it. 
In 2018, the House Intelligence Committee voted unanimously to release the 53 transcripts of witnesses in the Russia collusion probe. That includes Schiff himself. But once he became the chairman of the committee, he shifted gears and has kept the transcripts hidden from public view for fear it would prove that Schiff lied to the American people for two years, in which he claimed there was irrefutable evidence of collusion between Trump and the Russians. It's pretty interesting when you're reading this, knowing the president read this and retweeted it. It's like a stamp of approval from the highest stamp of approval you can get in our country and the world. 43 of the 53 transcripts have been reviewed and sent back to Schiff, who refuses to release them despite the committee voting for their release. One senior intelligence official told the examiner he has appointed himself an arbiter of what the public should see and has refused to allow the White House to review its own equities, making declassification of 10 of the transcripts impossible. It's difficult to imagine any motive other than Schiff is trying to control the narrative on Russia collusion. <laughs> and uh, the president liked that enough to retweet it. And the final one, the final one, let me get over to it here. It's just a beauty. It's a, such a beautiful thing. This one went crazy. 34,000 retweets. All right. Still, he's got 79 million followers. Shadow ban much? Yeah, I think so. Evidence has surfaced that indicates Barack Obama was the ru one running the Russian hoax. The president retweeted that. <laughs> it's a stamp of approval, friends. I absolutely believe it's a stamp of approval. Hey, while we're here, if you haven't clicked to join my email club, please do that. If you like text messages, text my name, David, to 53445. That's text my name, David, to 53445, and you'll get on my text blast alert. New document releases uh, seem to point to Obama running the scam investigation, friends. In the new releases, it appears to be saying that Operation Hurricane was being run from the Oval Office. Again, it makes you think a little bit deeper about what's what's going on behind the scenes when you know the president's read and retweeted this this would be huge if true why would he retweet something you know he knows it's you know he knows if it's true or not why would he retweet something if if he just hoping or didn't know the facts and said well that's not true i'm not going to retweet that it makes you wonder obviously the operation was originally started to prevent Donald Trump from being president. After he won, it became an operation trying to remove him from office. This is the biggest scandal in this country's long history. On page nine of the 12-page release, it says, we need to discuss what happens if DOJ directs us or directly tells uh, V. POTUS or anyone else about the redacted specifically uh, with WRT with regards to what we do directly with him. I think it will be very difficult not to do some sort of overstep with him, a defensive briefing or interview under light defensive briefing pretext unless White House specifically directs us not to. Who at the White House would be specifically directing them not to do something other than Obama himself? So friends, hopefully you saw that article, hopefully you shared it. There's a lot of information in there. But that to me, again, it just, it's, it's the highlight of a year. It's a stamp and a seal of approval on the hard work that we do here at DavidHarrisJr.com to bring you the truth, to bring you the news, to bring you the news that the mainstream media doesn't want to bring you. So please share my articles, retweet them, send them to friends, especially your friends that are caught up in states that are being uh, uh, handled like by tyrants, Democrat tyrants. 
send them some articles, send them my podcast and inform them, hey, here's a good source for some non-biased news by a brother that supports the president. I think they'll appreciate it. I think they absolutely will enjoy it. So friends, that is what I got for you today. I think I've got, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it for me today. TGIM, be thankful for every day that you're given. Know that we will make it through this. We will come out on the other side. We'll come out, I believe, more unified than ever and our eyes more open than ever. I, I can't wait to do the interview with these ladies that got arrested in California. I'm going to do it this week. It'll be on my podcast this week. You're, gonna, you're not going to want to miss it. Subscribe to the David J. Harris Jr. podcast. But they shared with me, I'll give you a little tidbit. They have Democrat and independent friends that were never Trumpers, that are anti-Trump, that are waking up in California because of how Governor Newsom is handling this pandemic. They absolutely are supporting the president and they're disgusted with their own Democrat governor. I believe there's some big changes coming. And I believe once we make it through this and the dust starts to settle, we will be a more unified, a more dignified, unified, conservative party supporting this president than ever before. I think we've always been dignified, but I think we'll have some, we'll have a lot more people a part of the uh, family than ever before. Friends, thank you so much for choosing to spend a little bit of your day with me. It's a truly an honor and a privilege to be here with all of you. Thank you for all you do to help support my page and my website. And uh, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy what what breaks tonight. And uh, I will see you guys tomorrow. Have a good evening. Bye bye.